Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe Pepe. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Halt, mutant. I can't do a robot voice. Halt, mutant. Oh, that was okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll voice it over. I'll, I'll add some uh, <laughs> special effects, and people will be like, wow, Fonzo can make himself sound like a robot. Or maybe not. <laughs> well, if you're listening, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd Old Order, then you realize that this is the Nerd Old Order broadcast. And today we are going to be discussing James Gunn's announcement of what he's going to be give us, giving us in the DCEU. Now, my first question is, is it now the DCU or is it the DCEU? Which one is it, guys? I'm going to say it's the DCU because this is all encompassing. It's going to it's going to transverse over the movies, the TV shows, the cartoons. Everything is going to meld together. So this is the DC universe. Okay, uh, Joe, correct me. Wasn't it called the DC Expanded Universe anyway? Yeah, I think it was when what. Um... Discovery. I was trying to think who bought it. Was it Discovery when they, right before they bought it? I want to say. Either way, I think it's just DC. I, I think it's. I think we should just refer to DC as of now as Chapter One. Chapter One. You know, one. I, I can't call it Chapter One because he said they're going to keep Shazam, and yeah. they're going to be keeping the Flash, yeah. uh, Flashpoint, and they're going to be keeping Aquaman. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, hey, we're going to give you all these movies, and then we start with the new DCU. It's like, why don't you just leave that off your announcement, bro? Like, James, come on, James. Just out of the gate. You're already doing something to be annoying. So, yeah, that, that was my <laughs> first thing. Well, you know, he, he did say that, um, like, was it the Joker and mm -hmm. Matt Reeves' Batman? Those are going to be, like, considered Elseworlds. Yeah. And he said that these are these movies are going forward that have already been produced, and when Flashpoint hits, that's going to reset everything. So yeah. it's it's as if it is in the same universe, but it's just being reset by Flashpoint. So I I really like that because it's like it doesn't disregard everything completely, yeah. But it gets rid of it. You know what I mean? Couple up, thrown in the trash. Kobe. Yeah, but you, you also to your point, Alan. Remember, I was we had talked about that that Shazam probably wouldn't be in there. Because Black Adam is, and what did you say? That it probably would still stay in there because it's more fun-hearted, more fitting into what James Gunn is trying to do. So yeah. I mean, you hit it, you hit it right on the head, bro. So that's that answers your question. Why should you have so part of the universe? Now the Flash thing, I mean, why wouldn't you use that movie? I'm pretty sure they're redoing some other stuff to reboot it through Flashpoint. So I'm, I know they're going to use that movie as a platform to 
redo some stuff, but you know, he says it's pretty good. I mean, you got to trust James Gunn. He doesn't put out hot garbage. So, I mean, if he says, because he said he said uh, the movie's pretty good. So obviously he has he had he's had seen that movie as well as seen Aquaman and as well as um, Shazam, and then Flashpoint, Aquaman, Shazam. So he's already seen those movies, and so you know when he was talking about it. He, the flashpoint's going to reset things. And then, you know, he also made reference to like Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. right? And he's he's hopped about Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. And the, the one thing that I like when he first started off was he said, DC as of late, there is a disconnect when it comes to everything of the brand of DC. So it's like here, like if you have, I'm going to give you this IP to do this. I'm going to give you the IP to do this with no regrets of what they're doing and they just keep putting out hot hard garbage so for him to just recognize what we've always been saying for years and what we've been saying about uh phase four and the marvel is a disconnect that they're starting to uh, get with a lot of people that are watching the shows and the movies so him acknowledging it is really good for us because he's hearing what we're saying one two he's a hardcore dc fan he grew up being a dc fan reading dc comics so that's a plus Three, he doesn't really put anything bad out. He knows it's going to start with Superman Legacy, right? It comes out in like um, July 11, 2025. So, it's, dude, it's like two years away. So he's writing it himself. I'm sure he's going to direct it. But he knows it starts off Legacy, which for me, for him, DC is strong. So he's trying to create a legacy for DC. Thus, if he knew he couldn't fix it and make it better, he wouldn't have left Marvel. So, you know... Superman is going to set it off because Superman is, you know, like the Iron Man of Marvel. Like, Superman is going to set the tone. What I like about all the projects that he's doing right now is he, he everything's going to flow off of each other, whether it's an animation cartoon movie, whether it's an animation series, or whether it's a live action movie. Whoever's playing the, the, the characters in the animation is going to be the same ones that played in the live action. So everything's going to connect, whether it's TV, movies, or video games. And to Alfie's point, Elsewhere is going to segregate the the Batman and the Joker. So you can still do your other things there, and that's just going to be separate, which it's a money. And Teen Titans Go, it's a money maker for Cartoon Network. They make money off Teen Titans Go. So why would you stop that? The Batman did well. The Joker did well. Why stop that when you can still make money? The easiest way is, you know, yeah, you can consider lazy writing, but the easiest way, that's a separate universe. So you can enjoy that for what that is. And we're going to focus on the new DC universe, which I'm pretty hyped of. And if you you think about the lineup, and we're going to talk about the lineup, you have nothing other than Superman and maybe Supergirl, I guess, if you consider the, the, the 19, the late 80s Supergirl, you know, the characters that he's coming up with with movies, who do you compare that to? There's Shazam. no other. Well, there's no other characters you can compare that to that's played certain characters, right? So you could do the Superman because there's so many Supermans. You could do a Batman. There's so many Batmans. There's only going to be one Damian Drake or excuse me, Damian Wayne. So who are you going to compare that Robin to? Who are you going to compare a swap thing to? The uh, Authority. A TV Supergirl. show and the two other movies. <laughs> yeah, but no, come on, bro. No one in our time, we've watched it, but there ain't no one like in half our age that would probably even see any of the Swamp Bing TV shows and or movies with Heather Lockler. 
Yeah, but yeah, no one, no one even know that. Perfect people, people are gonna listen to this cast and be like, "Bro, who's Heather Locklear?" I'm about to Google this girl. No one, no one cares about that. So he's very strategic in picking characters you really have no comparison to. So you can't. That's gonna get out of the equation. You're gonna watch it. You can't compare it to anything because there's no characters that have been played by the ones that he's putting. Because all of them are new. So I think you bring up some interesting points, Joe. Uh, first of all, you can't preemptively tell me that I could call it lazy writing. It's like, I called you, you can't say it anymore because I already said that you would say it's lazy writing. Because um, it is lazy writing. Um, but if it's cool with you guys, I just want to run through the lineup so that yeah. the ladies, gentlemen, and knights can kind of get caught up. And uh, here we go. And then you guys can feel free to discuss anything at any point that you'd like to. So let's see here. Joe mentioned Superman Legacy, scheduled to come out July 11, 2025. The Authority, uh, which is considered maybe a darker version of the Justice League. I'd love to hear you guys get into that. The Brave and the Bold, which is Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne, a Batman and Robin team up. Uh, let's see here. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Swamp Thing. And then we move into the DCU television shows. Creature Commandos, which I believe is going to be an animated show. Um, and then we're going to move into Amanda Waller, uh, which is going to include members of the uh, TV show Peacemaker. So that'll be interesting to see how that works. Then there's going to be Booster Gold. And to me, that's going to be interesting because they talked about Nathan Fillion uh, doing it. But then recently I saw something that maybe it was going to be Chris Pratt. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that. Lanterns, which is kind of a cop show set on Earth where you have, of course, uh, Hal Jordan and also John Stewart coming together to solve the mystery on Earth because they are the intergalactic police force being the Green Lanterns. And then Paradise Lost, which is a show based in Themyscira, also known as um, Paradise Island, which is where Wonder, Wonder Woman comes from. So it's interesting that they have like this Wonder Woman show, yet they're getting rid of Gal Gadot. They have a Superman show, or excuse me, a Superman movie, getting rid of uh, Henry Cavill. They have a Batman and Robin getting rid of Ben Affleck. I just think it's really interesting the way that they do this. Joe's clearly hyped on it. Alfonso X-Man Flores, what say you? <laughs> well, just so you know, I mean, we originally had something slated to talk about today, and I had to call an audible because James Gunn hopped on my, you know, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook this morning and say, Hey, we got all this stuff coming to DC. And I was like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hey, guys, we got to talk about this because this is, it's important, <laughs> right? It's important-er. So, yeah, um, I'm pretty stoked about this. I mean, the Waller show, I think that's going to be one of the earlier ones. That That's going to be great because, you know, she does a great job as Amanda Waller. You know, she has, she has that, you know, gravitas. You know, she just, she commands respect and she can put the fear in anybody, Superman, Batman, it doesn't matter. You know, she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Lanterns, I saw somebody mention something about Lanterns uh, being kind of like a buddy cop film. So, you know, a lot like uh, <laughs> they're thinking it's going to be a like lethal weapon. You know, I'm like that, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, all of these look really good. I'm not familiar with the creature commandos. I mean, I, I know that's, I think it's pretty uh, newer. It's a newer product, so we'll have to see how that goes. 
I am interested in the authority because the authority is actually, it started out in the Wildstorm uh, uh, publications, which is, you know, an offshoot of Image Comics. So in the late 90s, you had all these uh, artists and writers that, you know, they jumped ship for Marvel and DC and they started their own comics. Um, and then eventually they kind of broke apart, did their own thing. And then some got absorbed by DC and some got absorbed by Marvel, whatever. Um, the The authority originally was, it was like a parody of the DC universe. You know, they had, they had their Batman, they had their Superman. And these two, you know, they deal with each other a little differently. The authority is also one of those kind of teams that are, uh, they're anti-heroes. You know, they don't listen to the government. They don't do what the government tells them to do. They take things in their own hands, you know. Uh, so that should be interesting when they start butting heads with Batman and Superman. So it's going to probably be a lot like uh, that other superhero team that came from another reality and they clashed with the, what was it, Ultraman or something and Owlman and all those. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's going to, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, they're all for the, you know, for the greater good. It's just the authorities willing to kill. You know, kind of like Peacemaker. You never know, he might get recruited. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I guess the Authority 2 also options from this, this uh, book that I used to collect when Image first started called Stormwatch. So they're going to have a few characters from there. One character that I recognize most of all is Grifter. So Grifter was a character, uh, I believe he was in Wildcats, and he's Gambit-level cool. You know what I mean? He's got, you know, he's got the mask. He, you know, kind of hangs in front of his face. You know, his cool hair shows up. He, he has two guns all the time and has a trench coat. Uh, and then Deathblow. Deathblow is a Jim Lee creation. Um, and he's just like this old military guy. So I'm super stoked for those. Um, Booster Gold is going to be amazing. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm sorry, Nathan Villian. He's too old. <laughs> Calling it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want, I mean, I can rant and rave about every single thing or so. I'll let I'll let you guys branch off, and then I I'll, <laughs> I can uh, answer to what you're saying. But uh, what about you, Joe? How are you feeling about all these, man? Who who did Wildstorm? What was it? Wasn't it like um, Jim, Jim Lee? Lee? It was it was so, Jim Lee, and yeah. um, I think Sylvester as well. Yeah, Mark Sylvester. Mark Sylvester. I think Master Mark Sylvester did um, Stormwatch, right? No, or who did the Stormwatch? Stormwatch was, was Jim Lee. Jim he Lee did Wildcats. And I think he did. Yeah, Stormwatch. Well, I think it's just like all the all it is is just that when Jim Lee, like to Alfie's point, when they all left, it was like Jim Lee, Tom McFarland, Rob Liefeld, Mark Silvestri, and there was one more. I can't think. Jim Valentino, Eric Larson. Yeah, Eric Larson and Jim Valentino. But all it is is the X Men, because <laughs> at the time Jim Lee was doing the X Men, so I think that's why. I read a few from Jim Lee when they went there, but for some reason, like these fools could draw, but their storytelling wasn't really that good. <laughs> That's why they're still doing artistry instead of writing stuff. I think maybe there's a writing, but for me, I always thought their art was better and they just thought they could write and they can't. But I, I just think that Wildstorm and Wildcast or much is just all their version of the X-Men. And so they brought that over to DC, which if you think about it, it's going to be the DC's versions of X-Men as well, the authority, you know what I mean? If, to your point, if they're going to fight Superman, Batman, and Justice League or whatever, they did the Justice League and it didn't go too well, <laughs> right? So let's do the authority where no one really has anything to compare that to and we'll just make it better. And so with, with, with um, 
James Gunn, what he does is he he picks books that he likes that the, the key thing that I took away from when he was when he was breaking it down was the writing. And so the writing is the key part of everything. You just have to have a good writer, a good story, and then you make the movie. So I think this is it, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be like their version of I don't know. You can you can even say the Avengers if you want to. But I, I but I'm looking forward to that. You know I think that's good. Uh, Booster Gold. You know that could be good. It has potential because you know I don't know if you probably don't know him. You know him, Alan? <laughs> oh yeah, I actually okay. I read a few Booster Gold comics and mm-hmm. I was kind of like. Nah. Yeah, Maybe. he was like he was pretty good. Like if you watch the Justice Justice League Limited, he, he was in there a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It'd be good for storytelling. He's you know he's a loser, but he's trying to be like the man, and he's not the man. So there's character development for him to actually become a superhero. You know, even though he thinks he's a superhero. So I mean, you know, we'll see. You know, can I bring something up really quick? Booster Gold from the future uses future technology to make himself buff here in the past. Who's doing that in Marvel? King. He he's like the opposite side of King, King the Conqueror, you know? So it, it's interesting. It's like they're kind of fighting fire with fire there. Nah, we I I wouldn't even compare the two because Booster Gold's such a loser. <laughs> and King's so OP. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if if you if you want to do something like a comparison like that, that's more Marvel and DC's whole mo. Yeah, all they do is copy each other's and try to make it better. Their version that's going to be better. They roll the dice. I I feel like there's a miss on the part of James Gunn. Previously, he was successful by taking an unpopular franchise like the Guardians of the Galaxy. And putting it in the middle of a very popular franchise, that being Marvel. So it's like, hey, you watch Marvel movies, come and watch this. It seems like he's doing the opposite here. And you guys make a great point, which is people aren't going to be able to have anything to compare it to because these are brand new properties to Mm -hmm. most of the movie viewing audience. But here's my problem. Uh, No one's going to want to go see it because, Mm -hmm. like, for instance... If you say, like, what were the best movies in DC, with the exception of Aquaman, Joe, nobody watched Shazam, nobody watched The Suicide Squad, because it didn't have that marquee value. So I'm pulling for James Gunn and DCU, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like no one's going to turn out to watch it. Well, here's here's my, my argument to that, is we have so many superhero movies that are out, that's for Marvel to keep putting out, putting out, put it out. The stuff that he's picked is, is different, like Swamp Thing. You know what I mean? Like you're coming, that's going to be one of your main characters that you're coming out in chapter one is, is Swamp Thing, which I don't know if he looked, you know, like well, Werewolf by Night. I don't know if you saw Werewolf by Night and it was so good. If, if that was so good and I was so shocked, that's probably one of the best things that came out of Phase 4 was Werewolf by Night. And if you look at that and see the success of that, you can make Swamp Thing just as good as that. If Swamp Thing is just as good as that, bro, I'm in. And you can say the same thing, you know, with Creatures of Commandos. It's not your average superheroes. So you could tell they're going to fixate on storytelling and make people go watch a movie because 
eventually people will get tired of superhero movies all the time. So, you know, they're going to look for more of that. Not not us, Alfie, but I'm just saying <laughs> other people are like, they'll get saturated the market where he's picked specific movies. Like he, like he was talking about Paradise Lost, even though it's before Wonder Woman takes place, he's going to make it like a Game of Thrones type of like killing and violence. And so that's something different. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll watch that. Because even though it's a DC product, if it has a Game of Thrones type of feel, it's still different than a regular superhero movie. There was also a Swamp Thing cartoon, so that's four different versions of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Bro, ain't no one going to go back and Google like some extra Swamp Things from before and compare them that <laughs> this Swamp Thing's worse than those other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You know what's interesting about Swamp Thing is the version that was supposed to be released on the DC streaming app slash uh, HBO Max, they didn't mm-hmm. even like they stopped airing the episodes like when it first came out they did like the first three four episodes and then they're just like yeah we're not going to air the other one so i don't know if that series even finished up that was just a few years ago that that happened um Mm -hmm. alfonso what are your thoughts overall well i mean um about that swamping series i did hear that um they they put it out a little prematurely they weren't really getting any kind of response so they stopped but once people were able to see it, they really loved it. And mm-hmm. they were they were like, man, this is going to be su- successful. But they already tore apart all this, the sound stages and everything. They, to duplicate it all would cost millions and millions of dollars. So they're like, oh, we can't do it again. So it, it never really went anywhere. Um, Bro, I forgot they made that TV show. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Did you watch I was like, it? I, I never got to Bro, see it. you started talking about it. I was thinking, oh, yeah, they did have that crappy show. <laughs> yeah, I do remember the movie doing three episodes, and then that was it, dude. I remember, bro. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was kind of whack, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, one other thing about um, uh, about the Authority, they do have a really big name writer to it, um, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis did um, the the issues. So, I mean, with his character development, I, you know, it's like I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna go wrong with that. You know, um, mm-hmm. things that are other things that are like, yeah, Paradise Lost Away. You know, once once you mm-hmm. say it's going to be like Game of Thrones, and of course, yeah. excluding the last couple <laughs> last season, mm-hmm. you're you're going to get excited. I mean, you see what yeah. House of the Dragon does to you. You see mm-hmm. what The Witcher does to you. Like shows like this, yeah. You know, it, it's going to be nothing but good. But you know what's not on the list is another Aquaman movie. You know, of course, they're saying that they want to bring in. You know, everybody's saying that that uh, he's in the talks with James Gunn. That he want he's gonna do something that he wants to he's been wanting to do so I could definitely see you know him coming out as Lobo and you know there's no mention of that but of course Lobo's not the star he's he's the bad guy so I could see him popping in and out of like lanterns I could and all mm-hmm. these are c- gonna connect you know that that's mm-hmm. really cool because I mean even Marvel nowadays they have things that don't really connect they have their own little stories yeah um, and and you know that's it but all of these are gonna come to culmination of one big event. So I, I am super stoked about that, mm-hmm. you know. So like you got your Paradise Lost that's going to be doing this thing over here. You got the Schwamp thing and the creatures over here doing another thing, um, you know. Oh, man, yeah. um, look at the list here, and it's just it. I mean, the Brave and the Bold. I didn't even mention mm-hmm. that. I am super stoked yeah. about that. I mean, you're going to have mm-hmm. Damian Wayne, you know, yeah. and there could be another. You know, Nightwing could stop by and he could have his little, mm-hmm. you know, 
argument with him like he always yeah. does and, and tell him, you mm-hmm. know, he can kick his butt and he's so much better. He's what, 13 years old. And that mm-hmm. kid is a trained assassin by Ray yeah. Ghul. You know, it's a, Ray Ghul is his grandfather. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's nuts, man. Every story I see with him, I, there was even a cartoon recently that had him and Superboy. And it was kind of cheesy, but it was still so good because those two, you know, they, they just have a dynamic that works well together. So mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Damien fan, bro. Like that's probably like, I mean, I don't view Dick Grayson as a Robin. I I, I see him as a Nightwing. Right. Like he's always going to be Nightwing. I'm a huge fan of Jason Todd. He's Red Hood. Yeah. You know. Then you have Red Robin. I don't consider them ro- Robin as I do like Damien Wayne. Like for me, that he's probably my my favorite rendition of of a Robin. Mm-hmm. But it, what's dope is this. They're, they're saying they're using that movie as well as to for the Batman family. What I like about mm-hmm. that is how fast forward is that if he's already Robin, right? Right. So in my understanding is by doing that, you can have, to your point, a Dick Grayson Nightwing come in, uh, a Red Hood come in. You don't have to establish those characters because with Damien there, if you're a true comic book reader, it's implied, right? right? You, you know it's going to come. But at the same time, you can still bring them in and introduce them again, and 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 that, to me, I think that's that's I think that's pretty dope. So like I'm yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that. It, it, I'm just looking to the future of like who are they going to cast for Superman and the Batman because they're obviously going to be young because they want to start young so they can be consistent and be the same people throughout you know the 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 ten year plan. And you know that's not even that's only like maybe half of what they're doing that's not even like the full chapter one right so you know i'm, I'm pretty sure comic-con they're going to introduce the rest and i'm sure by then they'll they'll say this guy's playing superman this guy's playing batman you know i'm sure i'm pretty sure like hopefully i would think by then they'll have all that stuff situated but it's a good it's a good start for me and you know the and both of them both agree that batgirl movie sucks because they, they went on record and said, look, this movie sucks so bad, I'm not putting it out. That's dope. Because how many DC movies they put out, you're just like, man, why did they even put that out, dude? <laughs> so it kind of gives me, because I think the Flashpoint is actually pretty good because DC would not let that go. Yeah, You know, the, the WB would not let it go, especially with Urza Miller going through with the stuff he's going through. They would let that not let that movie go. Like for some reason, they're like, we have to put that movie out. And 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 it's not about the money because look they spent so much money on Batgirl, and they just said, No, we're not gonna put that out. So for me, that movie has to be good. And if James Gunn, you know, comes in and looks at it, he's not gonna put that out if he doesn't believe that it's it's salvageable and that it is good. He says it is good. And so for him to say it is good, I'm sure he don't want to get the backlash if the movie isn't good. And he doesn't have to say, oh, it's good for you to go watch it because they can't Batgirl. Consider this, Joe. Flashpoint is the most necessary movie in this entire rollout because it's a reboot, right? Mm -hmm. So my thought is they're going to have to do massive edits in order Mm -hmm. to make this movie create the DC universe that they want. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's kind of in the Kevin Feige role at this point where 
he's telling you that there's something you have to see because if you don't see this movie then you're not going to be able to accept everything that he rolls out after mm -hmm. that not saying it's not going to be a good movie mm -hmm. but i feel like the reason that they salvaged this movie is because they looked at it and they said without this movie there's no way we can effectively reboot and have any sort of continuity oh yeah for sure i agree with that but at the same time if he if he if he just validates that to your point and that movie sucks ain't no one gonna invest in the rest of those movies so that's that's my point it has to be good for him to do that because if that's going to be one of the ones that's coming out prior to that to set everything up and it's not good you think you and i are going to be like oh hells no if this is you said this is good and then you want me to think that these other ones are gonna be good now don't get me wrong your peacemaker was pretty good right and the Suicide Squad was pretty good. But to your point, the Suicide Squad didn't make that much money. And James Gunn did direct it. So Peacemaker was a hit. So and you know, in the Guardians of Galaxy 3, if that becomes good, he has a lot riding on this if he's going to put his name on it. Because that's what he did. This movie's good. I, I think it's good. This movie's good. We're going to keep it. He says Shazam, the Shazam movie is good. And the Aquaman is good. And then he said it leads into Blue Beetle and so on and so forth. If those movies aren't decent or up to his liking, they'll scratch it, just like they did a Batgirl. There's no reason why they can't release Batgirl. They can put it on HBO Max for free. They still won't do that. <laughs> you know, I could I could definitely see your point. What do you think, Alfonso? I, I got to tell you guys, you know, I love my Comic-Cons. Comic I love their secret announcements. I love that they just get blown up left and right, but I am super impressed that he just dropped this like in the middle of the, in the middle of the room, in the middle of the day, nobody knew it was coming. I mean, did any, was there an announcement that it was coming? Did anybody hear anything yes. about that? Yes, yeah. I did. Oh, there was an announcement? Uh, yes, I heard about it. I wasn't hyped up about it. Not as to much me, as I was. Nah, like they, they had announced it like, I think probably a few days ago, I found out like, hey, he's getting ready to make an announcement. I wasn't too hyped up about it because I'm like, I don't know, we'll see kind of thing. But some of that stuff, it's you a lot of stuff that he announced, I wasn't expecting. I mean, you can expect the Batman and Superman. But a lot of the other stuff, I wasn't expecting him to come out with that stuff. Everybody's thinking he's going to come out with the main continu continuity of people that everybody recognizes. And he didn't do that. I know why he didn't yeah. do that. You know, can't compare it. <laughs> you can't compare it to anything, bro. You, you know, that's one less argument you got to worry about. But how cool is it that? waller got to survive this whole thing you know she's mm -hmm. she's just going to be right there i she does the she does the character great you know i i can't yeah. wait for that well alan said that you yeah said she, that. yeah she's like the nick fury of mm -hmm. uh the dceu and it's it's a good way to create uh cohesiveness through all the different shows and movies and everything else is to have her kind of be that chess master in the background so what I'd like to do, gentlemen, is there's two categories I want to look at. I want to list off, first, all the movies. Um, and you guys tell me which one you're most hyped for. And then we'll do the same thing with the TV shows. So the movies that are coming out, of course, we have uh, Superman Legacy. Uh, we have The Authority, The Brave and the Boldest. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and The Swamp Thing. So of those movies, which do you feel like you're most excited to see 
Alfonso, I'll let you throw some positivity in the room. What do you got? <laughs> I, uh, I am most excited to see uh, Brave and the Bold. Uh, that dynamic is just going to work so well. I'm going to say followed it up by Superman and, and then the authority. And then everything else just falls into place after that. For me, I have to say it's going to be the authority. I remember reading the book. Like, I read the original authority and I was like, eh, this is kind of goofy. Uh, then I read some of the later, because, you know, they, they kept switching the teams and doing different stuff here and there. And the later versions were actually pretty cool. And I really like the Midnighter. He's kind of like Batman, but obviously edgier and just has a cooler look. So I feel like the authority is going to get to explore a lot of concepts and ideas that the justice league or even the Avengers can't touch because they're, they're kind of bound by the, by the limits of their properties. Whereas I feel like the authority, like you guys are saying, no one knows who the authority is. So when they go out there and they're performing a lot more like the boys than they are the Justice League, <laughs> yes. people aren't going to get offended by that. They're just going to mm -hmm. roll with it. But it's in the DCU. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Joe? Um, for me, it's it, because it's going to set the tone. And that's going to dictate whether or not I'm going to be looking forward to the rest of the movies that, or TV series that are coming up. For me, it's Superman Legacy. Okay. For me, it, it has to be good. Like, James Gunn has to hit it out of the park for me for, on this one. That's going to get my buy-in to invest more fully than actually watching it just to critique it and talk about a movie like how we always do on a podcast. But for me, if you want to make me be invested in your chapter one, you have to set it off with with Superman Legacy. So for me, I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, I want to see Damien as much as I do Batman and see what they're going to do with the Bat family. And then comes the authority. I want to say that because, you know, like, you know, you have to wonder, is he going to come out with the authority before there's an actual X-Men movie? So for me, I'm kind of looking forward for that. I hope he does. I hope they do come out with that before the X-Men. Because even though seeing the X-Men would be really cool to see on screen and actually done right. But, you know, what if James Gunn creates an X-Men type movie and feels, and then now you're going to be comparing to an X-Men movie in authority. That's what we want. We want that healthy co competitiveness between DC and, and, and the Marvel. That's what makes them even better. Because right now, Phase four is not that good because you know, who you're going to compare it to. So I'm looking forward to those. And and then lastly, probably the Supergirl, which we haven't really touched on. Um, I guess that's based on the comic where she's jaded, you know, because she lost everybody on Kryptonian. She's lived through it. So she's going to be it's going to be pretty cool to see a darker take of uh, a really strong woman lead to be jaded like that and, and see how she would interact with the rest of the universe. As, as well as her cousin. So uh, let's see here. So let me also run through all the TV shows. Uh, and then, Joe, I'll let you start it off. Uh, we have Creature Commandos, Waller, Booster Gold, Lanterns, and Paradise Lost. So of those, uh, which one are you most looking forward to, Joe? The Green Lanterns. 
The reason why I, I think was... the Green Lantern is because it's if it's gonna be like a detective space buddy cop of the universe type of show, I'm with it, dude. I mean, shoot, Rush Hour Four is coming out, bro. That just lets you know, and Bad Boys Four. That just lets me know I'm a fan of the buddy cops. Speaking of which, that Bad Boy 4 intro, I don't know if it came out today or what, but that was some hot garbage with Will Smith <laughs> driving around with the camera. Uh, tangent, oh, yeah. but I was not impressed by that. Uh, yeah. Buddy Cop, I mean, that's cool, but I'm sorry, Alfonso, but if it's going to be a lethal weapon in space, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be exactly in space. I mean, they, they are, you know, the Earth sector cops. I'm sure their exploits are going to take them to space to find the answer. Where I'm sure they're probably going to find Sinestro at the bottom of everything. Yeah. But you know, they're like, oh yeah, he was the one who trained me. You know. Yeah. Now we got to take him down. It's yeah. going to be so great. It's going to it's yeah. going to be like all those '80s buddy cops movies that we yeah. love, man. But the detective, I mean, why? That's why the Batman did so well. Before he was Batman, he's a detective. And, and you know, James gets on that's like, oh, what if we did that with this? Yeah. And, and, you know, like John Stewart and Hal Jordan, you know, they're both Green Lanterns, but they operate so differently. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, Hal Jordan, you know, he's just like this creative little, like, he, he's, he's uh, pretty basic when it comes to using it, but he uses it as well, you know. Um, but John Stewart, John Stewart's very technical. You know, if he's going to build a tank, he's going to build every piece of that tank super fast and it's going to blow him away, right? Whereas, you know, uh, Hal Jordan would just build a rocket, you know, that, that goes, it's, you know, same same power and everything. But uh, the way they're going to look at things is going to contrast each other and like just they're, they're going to, it, it's just going to meld together so well. Everything I've read with them, every cartoon I've seen with them, they've always worked so well together. And who knows? I mean, are we going to get, you know, how Jordan turning the parallax by the end of this, maybe, you know, what if that's all that what they're going towards is they're all going to go towards parallax and then everybody's going to come together and take down how Jordan from the TV show. I, I think James Gunn is going to get far away from parallax. because <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, like we don't need parallax in there anymore, bro. That was yeah. not parallax. Parallax, the, the the smoke monsters, just like Galactus, the smoke monster in Marvel, and then the smoke monster in Lost. It was we were all smoke monstered out by the time that all came out. Yeah. Parallax is sweet, man. When they did it, they did it right in the comics. If they stick to that, which I'm sure he will, he's going to stick to the guns. That's why his name is Gun. No, I'm kidding, but <laughs> um, I, I'm excited. Any way they're going to go with this, you know. If if all comes to culmination with them dropping Doomsday in the middle of it and Superman dying at the end of this, it'll be great. <clears throat> you mean like they already did? Yeah, I don't think they'll do that again. Oh yeah, Either. that's right. Well, I, it didn't really count to me. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but but guys like us that sit there and critique and talk about it, we're gonna bring uh, it up. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's gonna stay away from that. Yeah. Uh, I can get behind you know you guys looking forward to the uh the lantern show for me i'm gonna have to go with waller i just feel like viola davis does such uh -huh. a good job of creating a menacing character with amanda waller 
but she's such a puppet master. I want to see where it goes with that. Now they've introduced her daughter uh, and the Peacemaker squad is now part of that. I just feel like there's so much that they can do. And I hope they bring back like John Cena uh, and just the rest of the characters. I would love to see that. So I'm hoping for uh, Waller is my top pick. Yeah. The problem I have with that, like, you know, I am kind of looking forward to that. But she ain't going to do anything we haven't seen yet. So she's going to manipulate the government again. Then she's going <laughs> to manipulate the superheroes again. Then she's going to manipulate this to get what she wants. I'm like, I've seen it already in the Peacemaker and in the Suicide Squad. Don't get me wrong. She's dope as hell. And I'm still going to watch it because it'll <laughs> still be good. But the Green Lantern is totally different. It's like a, a detective. It's something new. I haven't... We haven't seen anything like that where we already right. know what to expect from Waller. Although I am looking forward to that. It's a, it's a close first for me. To, to me, it's uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, Joe, but I look at Amanda Waller as being like, let's say Nick Fury and Thanos at the same time or Thanos at the same mm-hmm. time. And what I mean by that is Thanos appeared a little bit. He did this, he moved this here, he moved that there. So by the culmination of phase three, everything that Thanos had done was now visible and you can see how it created the landscape of the MCU. So maybe Amanda Waller is not going to be to that point, but my hope is that they're just not going to stick with Amanda Waller. Oh, I'm creating this team over here and, I'm working with this hero. I hope it's going to move along the universe a lot more and give me some characters that I've really enjoyed in, yeah. in Peacemaker. So that's why. You're right, though. You're 100% right, Joe. They're not using her character very well, but if I'm going to jump on the James Gunn bandwagon and say mm-hmm. what you guys would say, right. he's going to he's gonna up it a lot <laughs> yeah. more yeah, sure. and make her an interesting character. Because she could be the actual big bad. Because through the whole chapter one with the movies, who's the big bad? If he's if he's gonna do the same thing Marvel did, where the end of the of the uh, the chapters you're gonna have a villain that pays off who you're fighting against. It could yeah. be the authority. We don't know. Could be. Yeah, well, sun god guys. No, go ahead, Alfonso. I was gonna say that sun god guy is supposed to be on the same level as as Superman. So. So you feel like he may end up fight like they might end up fighting uh, the Justice League? Yeah, just just like Joe said, you know, the authority could be the big bad mm-hmm. of the whole thing. You know, you've got somebody who could take on Superman. You've got somebody who could take on Batman, mm-hmm. you know, and so on and so on and so on. They could bring obscure characters in from yeah. the Wildstorm universe, from DC universe. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's an anti-hero, they could bring in, you know, um, Deadshot if they wanted. But, you know, any it, it, they can go so many places with it. It's hard to speculate. But yeah. I see what you're saying. It does make sense. Yeah. Here's my problem with the authority in general. And as Alfonso was listing off characters from uh, Wildstorm, something just occurred to me. When the image guys slash Wildstorm guys came out with all their creative properties, they were sort of parodies or knockoffs or their perspective on popular Marvel and DC characters. Mm -hmm. So the problem with Wildstorm is if you bring out um, Deathblow, Mm -hmm. people are going to be like, oh, well, that's the Punisher. 
mm-hmm. you know, the Midnighter, as cool as he is, they're going to be like, oh, that's gay Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's something they may want to steer away from because the intention of all of those Wildstorm characters was to be reflections of the popular characters that we have now. And by oh, right. doing that, it's just going to come off as like a B list of the stuff we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Unless the acting is good and the story is dope. And then you get past that. I want to agree with you, Joe. I just think that the movie viewing public doesn't really care enough about that. I just think if the movie is good, I mean, look, you, you we can't say that, dude. Everybody loved Wakanda, and we butchered that, butchered that movie, and it made a lot of money. And yeah. so we don't know what the people like. We can sit here and say we don't, but I, I mean, look at Wakanda. As we have a lot of issues with it, and it made a lot of money. And, and you tell people you didn't like it as much as they did. They look at you like, really? I thought it was the best movie. And I'm like, I don't know about that. So, I mean, I could... We can sit here and be like, people will probably complain, but if it's good in the end, people don't care. They're going to like what they like. But it, but it wasn't good. That's my point, bro. It doesn't matter if something's good because people are going to flock to stuff that they're familiar with and mm-hmm. they're comfortable with. Like, oh, uh, Black Panther's back. Oh, we have a new Black Panther. So we're going to watch this. Oh, it's so good because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, but, but it's not. And people who just watching over and over again, they're not looking for good acting, even though Angela Bassett did do her oh, Angela Bassett it. thing. Right? Yeah. She but overall, that story in Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. But it brought in all this money. That's kind of what yep. I'm saying is like you can have a great story. And the only thing that comes to mind, which is a movie I haven't seen, is the uh, time travel movie with Michelle Yeoh. Oh, that's a good movie. Oh, so good. That's a good movie. Everything oh, I watch it. I think it was on HBO Max. Is it's actually it's not. It's on Showtime. Nobody got Showtime oh. anymore. Yeah, um, nobody does, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, it's actually it. It's going to be re-released in theaters in a couple of weeks, so I'm going to watch it. You should watch it. It's pretty good. I am. I'm going to on the big screen. But here's my thing is that movie, everyone's like, you haven't seen that? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it because I didn't get around to it, whatever. But put think of how much money that movie made in comparison with a Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. a uh, a Multiverse of Madness, or Wakanda Forever. It's like yeah. – People don't look for substance. They look for comfort food. And you're not going to get comfort food out of most of these shows and movies that James Gunn is putting out there. You know, I I think what he's going to do is he's going to use things like Superman and they're going to touch on other things that it's going to draw your interest. And then that's what's going to make you watch that next movie. That's what's going to make you watch that next show. You know, there's going to be something in there that's going to connect to something else that's going to draw you over there. It's going to take that audience. We got to watch this. We watch this. Now we got to go watch this. Now we got to go watch this. It's going to be a roadmap. Yeah. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has to be a hit. If that's not a hit, dude, you need that momentum to go. I I don't think he's calling it in at all. I I think that movie is, he's going to go full force. He's going to make it awesome because it's, it's basically like, Look, you guys, I want you to get excited about the DC, the new DC mm-hmm. stuff. This is what I do. This is what I did. Now, this is mm-hmm. what I do. And watch what I'm going to do now. 
I hope you guys are right. I really do. <laughs> I I feel like comic book movies, superhero movies, science fiction, whatever you want to call it, at the end of the day, if one franchise fails, it pulls down the entire genre. So I hope you guys are right. I hope it's better than Phase 4. I'll be happy. <laughs> when your bar is as low as Phase 4, bro. That's yeah. sad. Just be better than Phase 4, man. <laughs> That's like opening up a Christmas present and be like, don't be dog poop. Don't be dog poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fake dog poop. Cool, 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 cool. Huh, you got the real one. <laughs> well gentlemen i believe that brings us to the end of this episode of the nerd world order broadcast so until next time ladies gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order i am nwo we are nwo nerds redefined booyah